Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is Susan Jacoby, an international spokesperson shifting the global consciousness of childhood trauma on the adult survivor. Before we get into our show, I want to share a new format for Conversations That Heal. Beginning Monday, August 1st, you can enjoy a 15-minute inspirational call at 12.30 so that you can listen to it on the bus, on your lunch break. Maybe you're having a quick ride to the grocery store or, you know, whatever scenario will fit better for you. I'll continue to bring guest experts on will share powerful strategies to help you address your trauma. I'm really excited to be sharing this format with you because I'm, I so much want to help you embrace your magnificence. We all are magnificent human beings, and once we can see that and become aware of it, it's such a calming and peaceful place to live out of. Today on our show, which um, our guests will also help us with that, we will be talking about identifying our core beliefs and reprogramming those core beliefs to serve our higher self. Our guest is Michelle Manning Kogler. She is a world-renowned transformational healer, motivational speaker, certified high-performance coach, and she is also the author of Quantum Soul Clearing Healing the Scars Life Leaves on the Soul. Michelle is the founder of Quantum Soul Clearing Processes, which is a spiritual technology that helps people eliminate the emotional pain from the past and create powerful new ways of living joyfully and with prosperity. Michelle has practiced in the fields of energy medicine, holistic health, meditation, and distance healing for 30 years. Her website is quantum, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M, soulclearing.com. Welcome, Michelle, to Conversations That Heal. I'm, I'm so happy to have this conversation with you and dive in. How are you today? I am great, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. I really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm just so excited to be here with you, too. Well, you're very welcome. So let's start the show off by giving our listeners a little introduction to you. The first thing I want to ask you in your bio, you say that you're a transformational healer. I wanted to ask you how that differs from other types of healers. There's a lot of people who categorize themselves as healers, but what makes that stand out? And if you could also follow up with how you became attracted to becoming a transformational healer. So the difference, I believe, is there are a lot of people who help people heal body or mind or um, you know, different specific issues. The difference in the work that I do is that those physical symptoms are healed by the client themselves, as they begin to work at these, uh, to look at and transform those basic core programs and beliefs that are creating the dis-ease, the, the dysfunction 
in the cellular structures and in the body itself. And so as we transform these core beliefs, it literally transforms the entire life. It's not just healing a specific symptom. It's, it's going into the absolute root, the absolute core of the issue so that the entire life is transformed. Because when you change that core foundational piece, it impacts every aspect of your life. And so the second question was, how did I, what? <laughs> Sorry, I lost track for a minute. <laughs> No, that's okay. That's okay. But um, I'm glad you took a break because as I was listening to you, I was thinking um, the the burden on, on the United States healthcare system, and I'm just going to assume other parts of the world because, you know, no one is an island. Um, no country is an island, although, well, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. It's like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, anyways. The impact that childhood trauma has on our healthcare system, and uh, as you were talking, explaining um, the transformational healer and working on your entire body and the physical disease, the work is like magnificent in in power because so many people suffer from so many ailments that are related to childhood trauma. Have you noticed that in your work with your clients? Absolutely. And and really, it was significant in my own life as well. Um, I was profoundly bullied as a child. You know, my my family dynamic was unfortunately fairly dysfunctional. But that energy, those those core beliefs that I took on based on that type of abuse that I received, you know, not just in the family dynamic, but also socially, really got embedded in my physical body. And, you know, I'm an empath, and so I pick up everybody's stuff to begin with. I see, sense, feel, hear, kind of instinctively know what's happening with people. And and I had no guide as a child to figure out how to really use those gifts. So, you know, it was just this complete bombardment of energy, and I had no idea what to do with it. So it got stuck in my body. That combined with the trauma really created some profound issues for me and ignited this huge firestorm of an autoimmune disease. And in order to heal, because Western medicine completely failed me, I would wake up every day feeling worse and worse and worse, and it's like, it isn't what you're saying it is. But I didn't have any other model at the time to to deal with it, but I had excruciating pain. And it was my body screaming at me saying, no, 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 no. The, you've got emotional stuff. It didn't know any other way to talk to me. You have all this buried, stored garbage that you don't know how to process, but we're going to make you figure out a way. And it took being bedridden for two years and really realizing that in order to heal, to really heal, I had to bring back the gifts that I had just shut off and to really look at the core programming, to look at those core wounds and and work through them in a way. And, and you know, it wasn't overnight. It was a process. It is a process for all of us who've been through any type of traumatic experience. So the gift that I have in this work is really being able to identify the feelings that get trapped that that our mind keeps telling us is is the real story and it 
And it is a story. It is our story. It's been our history. But it isn't the truth. It isn't the truth of who we are. So once that story is resolved, once that energy is is unlocked out of the cellular structures, we begin to heal. And we heal at every level of our entire being. I'm glad that you explained all that because it gives us the idea of, you know, who you are, what your background is, and and also bringing awareness for our listeners. As you were talking again, I was thinking to myself about with the, the work that you do, I'm just curious. I I have an idea of what I'm pretty sure your answer will be, but I want to ask you, what would you say is the uh, the main feeling or the predominant feeling that people shut out or struggle with? I think it's I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. It, it's about a complete negation of self. You know, we've bought the story of there's something so fundamentally wrong with me that at some level I must have deserved what I got, and it's not the truth. It is absolutely not the truth. But we've taken on that belief system. That really is kind of the beginning of the healing. For me specifically, it was I'm not lovable. Not only am I not lovable, God doesn't love me. And, And again, absolutely not the truth. So is that what is that what you were thinking or is there another one? What I was thinking you were talking about this idea of well it's not an idea, it's an actual fact, you know, of children taking on the belief that their trauma, whatever it may be, is a reflection of their behavior. And then that trickles into, you know, you're not good enough, you're not worthy of love and the whole waterfall begins what i have found out on my journey is it is i i don't even know how many times easier to take that role on that it was my fault or i you know i must have done something than to look at the truth of someone could be that mean someone could not could abandon me my a parent could abandon me um, that those are very, very deep feelings, and those are feelings that adults have trouble processing, let alone a child. Yeah. So there's really the reason I'm bringing this out is is there's really no room for a child to think any differently. Oh, agreed. Absolutely agreed, and. And, you know, it it really is perpetrated in the abuse cycle because person, uh, the perpetrator of the abuse will not take responsibility for what's happening. And so normally the child who is being abused um, has come in with a really significant soul purpose and has already a very responsible soul to begin with, they they do take on that responsibility. It's like, well, somebody has to be the responsible person here. Somebody, there has, oh, there's so many pieces here. So um, 
Yes. Our whole society is based on a punitive model. We were set up as a penal colony, just like Australia, before our country was even founded. Those imprints, those overlays, impact all of us. And so they've come down through the generations. And, and abuse, specifically abuse, is about somebody not being responsible for the energy that they are and, and their feelings and their actions that they are perpetrating on the person that they are abusing or on society. When you have a fairly developed soul being who comes into a family that may not be quite as evolved or who, is, who has um, been wounded themselves so significantly that it's shut them down to that, that level of unconsciousness, that advanced soul takes on the responsibility for the entire family and ends up making it about them because the abuser is also refusing to take responsibility for it and is blaming that other person, the, the, pe- the person being abused, for the abuse. So it's, it's this double-edged, double-headed hammer and so the victim gets re-victimized over and over and over again throughout life until that core frequency, until that core energy can be cleared and removed and healed at that, at that foundational level so that it is out of the body and it's out of, out of their entire being. Let's get into the quantum soul clearing. If you could just give us a brief scenario of and what it is and and who it best serves, how it works. It looks like it really serves anybody. It can. can. Yeah. The quantum soul clearing process is actually a a four-step process. I I used to think of it as three. It's connecting in with your highest self so that you're plugged into source energy. You're plugged into that wisdom and the power that is God's source of the universe or you know whatever your belief system is. The second piece of it is the clearing statements themselves, clear it out of your body and your energy bodies and, and so forth. And then the third piece is that forgiveness process. On my website you can get the longer version of that so that you have a full process. And then um, the fourth piece is really the replacement. It's the download. And so if if we could briefly, I'd like to begin downloading some antidote frequencies. So let's begin downloading for our listeners the frequencies of self-love and self-worth, self-esteem, of reconnecting with self so that all of our circuits are pointing back in and we're plugged into our own source and our own sovereignty, our own freedom, our own liberation. There we go. Let's begin downloading um, blessings and bliss, infinite love and support, worthiness and wholeness, hmm, harmony, hmm, joy, jubilation, laughter, life and love, and the miracles that are abounding, great and small, for the transformation and healing that's available to us. And let's download, infuse, implement, and integrate all of these frequencies. Uh, clearing and removing all old limiting patterns and programs, and let's um, replace these new frequencies with all of the old at all levels, layers, and depths of our entire beings, and anchor them all in as functional skill sets. And then activate, synchronize, harmonize them all, and make it so. There we 
There we go. Can you feel how that energy shifted when we did that? There was still an open loop. Yes. Um, and I'm and glad that you that you went back in and did that. It was short so that, you know, we're able to encompass all the things that we wanted to talk about and, and actually answered some of my curiosity that I wanted to ask you about how the quantum clearing process um, supports stress and how so many of us deal with it on a daily basis. So I can see the connection between the process and our daily lives. Yeah, and and so you asked earlier, you know, what can this be used for? Who should use it? It can actually be used for anything that feels uncomfortable, that's traumatic, that makes you feel sad or depressed or any other negative emotion. And it's identifying as clearly and as concisely as possible what those emotions are. And I want to remind people that anger is a secondary emotion, that anger is that comes up is masking something underneath that makes you feel something else. It's, it's showing you, that anger is showing you that a boundary is being violated somewhere and that you're either being hurt, emo- that you're feeling emotional hurt or disregard, disempowerment, some other primary emotion that the anger is masking. And so if you simply clear anger, you're missing the bigger piece of the puzzle and the bigger piece that will help with you know, that whole transformation piece. What came to mind, and this is kind of an example of acknowledging your anger and your boundaries, respecting your boundaries. The other day I went to get lunch to treat myself. I waited and and waited to place my order, and then I noticed people seated after me were getting their orders taken. You know, that immediately set off my uh, boundary red flag single (laughs) and my anger and there was a time that I would have just sat there and kept it stuffed in and maybe put the blame on me or you know whatever but this time I was like okay when when the clock gets to this time I'm leaving Um, and it did and I did as I was leaving I said to the bus boy because he was the only one I could find coincidentally (laughs) Um, I said, I said, nobody gets to waste my time. I can't even tell you how good that felt. It was almost like I was put in this location to have that exact experience. I'm sharing that with everybody because there's a lot of everyday lessons um, in that example. Well, I really love that you did that because it was speaking the truth of of you in that you know, I feel really disrespected because all of these other people have been served first, um, even though I was here first. And my clear boundary is you don't get to you don't get to disregard me anymore. I'm taking back my power. I'm leaving, and I'm going to let you know that I'm dissatisfied in a way that is not destructive, but it's really setting a clear boundary for myself and honoring my own needs. I think that was powerful, powerful. It felt really good. The other side of that is there was a time, we're all confessed not too long ago, that I would have justified 
their behavior, minimize my feelings. Like going back to what we started the call off with, that it was uh, my fault, my responsibility, that I should have been more compassionate or I should have done this or should have done that. But the truth is, is that they were there to serve me. It's not my fault that or my responsibility that they didn't staff their restaurant enough. You know, that has nothing to do with me. You know, there's so many variables that attack, inner variables that attack us to try to walk away from that power that is already living inside of us, just waiting to come out. You know, I would encourage the listeners to give it a try. You know, you don't have to be mean about it, you, you know, you know, or disrespectful or stand up for yourself in a respectful, loving way and see how it feels. Exactly, exactly. And I think that it's really an empowering piece when you understand the dynamic and you take your responsibility for it and allow the others to take their responsibility for it as well. There, there's really something powerful about being able to speak up for yourself when you have been a victim or felt victimized in the past so that that truth of you is really acknowledged and heard by you. And, and you know, a lot of people honestly would potentially have just blown up and, and you know, perhaps created a scene or have imploded emotionally and, and, and it would trigger the story of I'm not worthy, I'm not seen, you know, they don't like me, whatever the story is, and it creates that inner stress that adds to our daily lives and it further disempowers us because it's the story and it's not the truth. The truth is you were able to stand up and say, you don't get to disrespect me this way and I'm leaving because of it, and, you know, if you have staffing issues, that's your problem, not mine. Exactly. Exactly. This all fits together, and it's it's about exploring new ways of, of living. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's remarkable about, um, we'll use my experience, since that's right here on the table, so to speak, is how quickly that has rolled into other parts of my life. That was the match that was waiting to be lit to mm-hmm. give me um, authority that that I had been hiding behind. Exactly. And isn't it interesting that that one catalyst piece has then catapulted you forward in other areas of your life? Because when we take responsibility and when we finally in complete congruence with our true selves when we finally stand up and say no this is enough i'm not going to be disrespected this way any further i'm going to respect myself enough to take myself somewhere else that's when things begin to change and it changes everything about our energy dynamic and that's the transformational piece exactly before we get going on to talking about our core beliefs i want to spend some time with michelle on that There was two things that I wanted to share with the listeners. One, that Michelle and I will be offering, sharing our gifts with you at the end of the interview. But also, before we move on, uh, Michelle does have a program that I wanted her to talk about with all of you because I think it will really serve you. Some of you may not be able to listen to the whole show, so, you know, I wanted to reach you before you had to leave. 
So, Michelle, can you tell us about the program and where the listeners can reach it, reach you? Yes, absolutely. So the program is called De-Stress for Success, and it really is looking at some of these core underlying foundational beliefs that are individual to each one of us, um, but that may have common threads with one another. And so as we dive into the belief systems that we've taken on that create a lot of stress, that inner stress that is then magnified and amplified in our outer world, and we're not even aware of how that inner story is creating that outer story of stress that we're dealing with, this program really deals with both the inner stress and the outer stress. It gives you really powerful practical tools to uncover the story within and to take control of um, in a really gentle, powerful, aligned way um, using some specific tools to begin to de-stress the physical body and the mind to take that energy down so that we're not just, ah, you know, off the charts kind of screaming Mimi and, and so that we feel more aligned, so that we understand why we're getting so upset and so stressed, why we understand why our bodies are just yelling at us, you know, whether it's from, you know, arthritis, whether it's from, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, just general aches and pains. If you have some type of chronic, physical, something going on, your body is begging you to pay attention to something. We all have stuff. It's part of the human condition. And we're at a time in history where it's vital, if we're going to survive as a species, that we begin to take responsibility for these core foundational pieces and begin to de-stress. We've got to take that energy down because it's, it's coming out violently in our streets. It's coming out violently worldwide in terrorism. And it's not serving us. But it is bringing up, what do I really feel? What is that core wound underneath, and how can I resolve it? And so this program um, is 31 days of clearing audios. We meet for the next four weeks. Um, you get workshops, um, excuse me, worksheets that you and play sheets that you get to to kind of delve deep and explore. And then we have a 90-minute call once a week where we, we kind of deprogram. We do some clearing work. And then you also get five brand-new meditations that I've just recorded in the last month that take the stress energy out of the physical body. It realigns you with you, with your divine purpose. It realigns you with that clear divine consciousness consciousness energy and it just it takes all of the stress out so that you come from a very clear place of what do I want what's really happening here and it brings you to a new level of awareness and a new level of success because when that energy is out and you said it very clearly just a minute ago you know everything has begun to shift for me when I took responsibility in that moment and stood up for myself and that's what happens with this program everything begins to change and you begin to step into alignment with who you are for the greatest success that you want to experience in life where can the listeners get it now actually i can put a link on the description part of the show can you tell our listeners where they can reach that yes it's quantumsoulclearing.com forward slash c t h radio Conversations That Heal Radio, and that's your unique link. Going there, they will get a free gift, 
and um, it's it's one of the meditations in this program. And from there, they'll get you know if they're interested, they'll also get a link um, to sign up for the program. The program starts August 17th. Um, we'll go for for four weeks. We'll go two weeks and we're going to take a break so that you're not completely overwhelmed. We don't want to add to the stress. <laughs> and then we'll we'll finish up in the, in the final two weeks. I'm here to support. I'm here to provide my gifts and talents and move you gently and easily and powerfully to a new place of success in your life whether that success is financial, whether it's emotional, it's in your relationships, or whether it's with yourself. You know, you get to decide what it is that you want to shift, and we will make that happen. Thank you for sharing that. One thing that I will say about programs, and this is true for Michelle's too, you have to do the work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, bring that part up. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I can I, do all know, the magic in the world, and if you don't play, I can't fix it. So, <laughs> right, right, and I, and the reason I can say that laughing is because I have many programs that I didn't do the work, and I've always regretted because I know that they could have been instrumental in in moving moving me along. Yeah, that's well, a very and, important element. Let's talk about. Um, our belief system uh, in these last few minutes. One thing I, I want to share about the belief system before we really talk about reprogramming it, belief system, your core values, I think they parallel one another. The, the one thing that is important about these belief systems, because I know that there was a time where I would have put all of the quote-unquote blame on myself that I must have done something wrong to carry this belief system that was not serving me. But the thing about belief systems is, and some of the audience listeners may already know this, that structure is formed when you're a very young child. You know, and I've talked about this before in the show where, you know, that young child is like a sponge. So essentially your belief system has nothing to do with you. It was nurtured, and I use that term loosely, in the environment that that you were living in, and right. you just you just like became part of those beliefs. And so, when you add trauma into the equation, the structure of your core is filled with so many lies that. First of all, they don't serve your higher good, your true self. Secondly, they become a burden and people, um, all people, really struggle with those lies, sometimes for their entire life. Yes. I want you to, um, as we talk about the core values, I, I encourage you to think about, if you can't think about yourself, think about an, an innocent newborn baby, and the, that that baby is born with a clean slate, preparing to greet the world. And and the reason, if you can't think about yourself and you think about that baby, you know, the truth is we were all that baby. That's where we began. I think that that will help you to absorb what Michelle and I talk about 
to help you realign with your core values to reprogram that. So with that, Michelle, I wanted to ask you how we can we reprogram those core values. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I make a distinction because I believe that people who are doing this work to heal actually have a different understanding, a different level of core value. And the trauma, the biggest trauma is they've been forced to accept, for whatever reason, a value that isn't theirs. That's the traumatizing piece because instinctively they know that that isn't their core value. The work comes to begin teasing out what that belief system that is running so anti, so, so opposite to their own personal core values that are inherent within them, how do, how do you resolve that? And that really is the, the work that, that is done, or that, that we really do, because I believe that, we, that almost everyone, no, I believe that, every, no, as a baby, we're taught those values. There, and, and there's also a piece um, in the research that I've done and um, you know, what I see in the energy fields and in the, in the DNA of people you know, when I do my energetic work is the, the generational programming that comes down through the DNA, through the cellular structures that enhance and really kind of lock in those belief systems and, and what happens in the home, the entrainment that happens in the home and through our upbringing, especially when there's abuse, locks those, those belief systems in. Could you give us an example of, like, of how it would work, realigning or, or maybe not even realigning, but absorbing um, a new core value that, that you want, that you, know, you see someone exhibit and you're, you're very attracted to it? Right. For me, a, a core value is kindness to one another. A core value is that honesty and the integrity. Now, we may have differing levels of kindness and differing levels of of honesty. And for those of us who were punished for being truthful, it makes it really hard to say the absolute truth for fear of more punishment. And so that value actually, that core value of honesty kind of gets distorted. We'll use the distorted word because it's so linked to punishment. So, you know, I, I believe that in that distortion, it, it creates the pain because at some level we know that we're not telling the truth. We know that. We can't maybe elucidate it. We can't really say it very clearly. And we're afraid to say it because if, if we tell the truth of what's happened in our families, somebody gets hurt. In fact, sometimes people die. And, and that creates a vast amount of stress. So when you go back in and you begin to tell the truth, it's hard. It, and that's where the practice piece comes in. The first time you do it, it's excruciatingly difficult to do. After that, once you practice honesty and you find yourself coming up against a situation where it's easier if I didn't tell the truth and you tell the truth, it creates that neural networking. It creates that inner muscle almost of self-worth and self-esteem because it's like, no, I told the truth. I'm truly aligned with my real core value of being honest. 
Was there a price to pay? Maybe, and maybe there isn't. Maybe the price, the bigger price, is in our own self-value when we don't tell the truth. Maybe when we are not true to our own true belief systems and our true core, core values of kindness and loving and compassionate being, when we're not that, that's the bigger violation. We could talk about this for a whole show, but... The important thing to understand about this is uh, to take it at your speed and to honor where you are. As an example, I'm getting ready to release an ebook and I'm writing about uh, trust and your intuition. People who don't have experience with self trust, which is a majority of us, I would assume, yeah. you know, if you start off with trusting that. Um, you like to drink Coke or apple juice or, you know, whatever, that is a form of trust. That is a form of getting to know yourself, and that is a very basic form. And you may be like, oh, please, you can think of something better than that. But the truth is, is that is a form of trust. And so it's just a matter of building on that. And like Michelle was saying, that's it's, this is all about building and gaining confidence and embracing your your magnificence. So yeah. with that, and it's a process. Um, absolutely. For some people, it will take longer than others. Remember that you don't know what trolls that other person has in their past, and just because right. you may not see it or they may not tell you, that means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's just about honoring yourself and loving yourself where you are and the fact that you're even willing to try this. Correct. We need to call it a show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to remind everyone that Michelle's release stress meditation is at quantumsoulclearing.com slash CTH radio conversations at Heal Radio. And my uh, gift is still available to you, 11 Tools for Happiness, at susanjacoby.com. Thank you, Michelle, for being on Conversations at Heal. I'm very glad that you were able to share all your gifts with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It really has been such a joy to be here and to share, and I just appreciate you and your audience so much. So thank you. You're welcome. And Michelle will be wrapping up the the 60-minute format of Conversations That Heal. Remember that on Monday, August 1st, you can listen to 15-minute inspiration calls for trauma survivors at 12.30 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find Conversations That Heal on iTunes and, of course, Blog Talk Radio. Leave a comment as a way to support us and help us to reach more people who are craving what you're craving, what we're all craving, to learn to bring self-love into our lives. You are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you very much for listening to Conversations That Heal. Until next time, take care of yourself. Bye for now.